Hi there, this is Paula Jones and this is Autistic Women Working, the weekly podcast for newly diagnosed autistic women who want to learn to thrive in a world that's not designed for you and me. Hi there, it's Paula Jones and welcome to this week's episode of Autistic Women Working. And this week we're going to be talking about getting to know yourself with autism, getting to know the autistic you and reconciling yourself to the fact that you are autistic. When I was diagnosed at 46, I think I went through kind of the stages of grief as far as my life before went. And, you know, I went through the anger, bargaining, grief all of that kind of stuff. And I felt like I was 46, I was halfway through my life, and I've got to start again. And I was so, so pissed off about this. I got to a point where I was able to start leaning into this and to realise that there wasn't an autistic me and an ordinary me. There was just me. I'm autistic. There's no getting away from it. A lot of people use person first language or condition first language and so for me personally I like to be known as an autistic person because I'm not a person with autism you know I can't pick it up and put it down like it's a handbag I'm autistic autistic Paula that's me I'm an autistic woman And it took me a long time to kind of lean into this. But once I did, I started to get so much more comfortable and able to be me. I find that a lot of my clients feel pretty much the same way that I did when I first got diagnosed. There's this version of them and then there's the autism that's kind of hanging on to them and feels like that's dragging them back. Maybe they've been duping people all these years into thinking that they're normal. I'm doing air quotes here. Air bunny ears. So duping people into thinking that they're normal. This is just the masking thing that we've been doing all those years. And it's an odd experience when you realise that actually this is what you've been doing, that you've been masking. And you suddenly feel as if you've become more autistic once you've been diagnosed and then go through a bit of a phase where you feel like actually am I autistic because I've gone through this far so is it autism is it really that I'm autistic because I seem to be getting on okay really and I'm doing my job I'm getting on with life so Am I am I fooling people? Am I just, just pulling this life thing off and actually I'm not autistic? And then something happens and you respond differently to everybody else and then you realise, uh, well, yeah, actually, I am autistic. I am actually autistic. You go through this little tug of war in your brain while you're working out who you are and what your life is about. And it's very prevalent at work. 
and in your business, if you own a business like me. Yeah, I was very angry to start with. And I think I was grieving for my old life before because although it was hard, it was information I could have done with, you know, a lot earlier. Because, oh, that's why I can speak in front of thousands of people, but get me in a group of, you know, five or six people or in front of a a networking group and I go to pieces. I've got nothing to talk about to these people with a captive audience that wants to listen to me talk about my special interests. Well, hey, game on. So I've got no problem with talking in front of an audience. And you might find this too, if you're in a position at work, or if you're in a a management position, or you have a directorship or something like that, you might find that you can present really important information. But if you have to go out for dinner with your colleagues, you freeze. Any excuse to get away from them. You might feel so exhausted that you've got to go to bed for an hour before you go out for dinner with those colleagues. And you might find that in order to be able to face those colleagues, you need a couple of drinks. I'm not advocating going out and getting sloshed here, by the way, but that might be a coping mechanism for you, that you need to go out and have a few drinks so that you can face that social aspect. I haven't actually seen a friend face-to-face Since pre-lockdown, I last went out with a group of friends in August 2018. That's fine by me, because I get enough social interaction with my clients or occasionally going to the shops and having a bit of bants with the shop assistants. You know, that's enough social interaction for me. If you find that's the case for you as well, now you're starting to understand why. Where this exhaustion comes from and where this real I don't need to be in a crowd of people comes from. If you reconcile to that, you know it's okay. It's absolutely okay. You don't have to be the life and soul of the party. You don't have to be the one that is there all the time, arranging everything, being there, being everything to everybody. And what's more important is that you start taking care of yourself. Start taking care of what you need, making sure that your own mental health gets a look in. Because being autistic is tiring. It's draining and there's no getting away from it. So when you're at work, this is why you can do your job. But when you come home, The first thing you want to do is dive into your pyjamas. It's why sometimes you just want to have a pyjamas all day kind of day. It's why sometimes adulting feels very, very hard. And it's why it's important to allow yourself those times to feel that you need to take a break. You need mental health days. You need rest times. And you need just to close off for a little while. Have a digital detox close the curtains, put on Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever, your favourite podcasts, and just chill. In the early days after receiving your diagnosis, it may still feel like it's you and it's autism. And pulling the two of you together, it's like having two parts. Parts therapy is something that I do with my clients. So when you have a conflict with yourself and that part of you says, 
I think we should do this. And another part of you thinks, well, I should do that. You know, the devil and the angel on the shoulder that you see in cartoons. Part therapy is really useful. I used to have the polar part and the autistic part. Now the polar part and the autistic part are very much one and the same. And I'm not defined by being autistic, but I am autistic. And there isn't a point where I start and it finishes or it's autism speaking and then it's polar speaking. I'm autistic, so everything I do is from an autistic perspective because it can't be from any other perspective. When you start to recognise this and lean into this, you don't want to have parties or go to parties or be in large groups of people because you're autistic. You can speak in front of big groups of people because you're passionate about what you do and you've got a captive audience. That's brilliant. That's just manna from heaven. You have obsessions. I hate that, obsessions, but we get into our interests to a point where they are all-encompassing. So you have your real special interests and you get into them in a really big way and you get passionate about them because you're autistic. The physical side of being autistic is that it causes us stress and everybody gets stressed, but we tend to get stressed in a slightly different way. So we'll have things like stomach issues, IBS, that kind of thing. It's very prevalent with autistic people. I struggle very badly with IBS and did not tie those two things together until much later again oh so that's why you know I've always had stomach problems as being a little girl so IBS and autism are stress related and hypnotherapy can treat IBS which is good news because it's a stress related illness so it can help to control it not knowing how to dress for the weather I don't know if you've ever noticed this but personally I'm always cold unless it's a really genuinely hot day. I'm always cold. So if the sun's shining and you think, oh, right, okay, it's a nice sunny day. I'll go out without a jacket on or a hoodie. No, I'm freezing. I'm freezing. The sensory perception's absolutely out of whack. I don't know which way my body is, you know, where my feet are, and that causes me problems. My dog's just come in to join me. If you can hear little padding around the room. That's my dog Pippa. More to the point, if you can hear whining, that's Pippa. She's my little therapy dog and she means the world to me. But learning that you don't have to act in any special way now that you've been diagnosed is really important because the only way that you have to act is like yourself. And you may not know who that is right now, but don't change anything that you were doing before. Don't assume that you're pulling the wool over people's eyes or that you are not as autistic as you think or overanalyze this. You're going through something that you've never been through before. You've got this diagnosis or you've self-diagnosed, whichever it is. You're autistic, so you've learned something new about yourself and you will naturally grieve for your old life as you feel like it is. You'll grieve for it and you'll think, why didn't I know this before and it explains so much? So keep a list. Keep a list of exactly what it explains. Make notes. Make notes on the new things that you learn about yourself. 
I learned that I don't like showers because it feels like hot knives falling down on me. And it reminds me of when I was a little girl when I used to hate having a shower. Apparently, I used to scream the place down when my mum put me in the shower. Equally, I had eye trouble when I was a kid. And if I had to have eye ointments put on, I used to scream the house down as well. And it's because I don't like being messed with. Anything that entails us having to look good, I absolutely hate it. I hate being messed around with. So I've got bright pink hair at the moment, but it means I've got to be messed with. So having hair dye put on. I go to the hairdressers maybe once a year because I've got to be messed around with having my hair cut. I hate putting makeup on. I'll do it if I have to. But I absolutely hate it. You wouldn't think I hate it if you saw the size of my makeup collection. But I do absolutely hate putting makeup on. If I could live in pyjamas, I would. But I've got some really funky clothes and boots, and actually I do quite like wearing them. Anything that entails being touched, messed around with, all of that. Now I've got the answer as to why, why that is, why I hate it so much. And having the answers is far better than thinking I'm just weird and other people thinking I'm weird. And when you get this diagnosis, and when you know who you are, it will make the world of difference to your life and to your career. Because you can just be you. And it will stop you from doing nothing. If you fear that autism is going to put the brakes on your career or your prospects. There's no reason to think that it will. All you need to do, and I know I'm making this sound like it's dead easy, but all you need to do is accept that you're autistic. That will take some time, but accepting it is the key to everything. Now, it took me a couple of years to accept it, and it was just the process of going through understanding and pulling these two parts together, so stepping into the real me. And I'm quite lucky in that I'm a therapist and I know how to do this. However, because I'm a therapist, hey, you've got me, and I'm autistic, and nothing about us without us, right? I learned how to do this. I learned how to step into myself and to really understand that I can be me. I'm not everybody's going to like me. And I don't really care. But I can be me. I can step into me. And that frees me up so much. Because it allows me to run my business the way I want to. To take on the clients that are right for me. To take on the clients where I'm right for them, to be successful, to be happy. To be happy is so important. Being happy for the first time in my life, finally understanding myself and knowing what it is that I like and what I don't like, reconciling with myself, reconciling so that I know what I will and won't do at work, that I don't have to travel all over the place anymore for work. Because I never really liked it, and I used to have to do it all the time. Now I don't. Because that's what I've chosen. 
If I want to speak in front of 5,000 people again, I can do. I'm quite happy to do it. But I also know that I can't sit with a group of five or six people because I've got nothing to say. And I know that about myself now. And you know what? It's okay. So getting to know yourself and reconciling with yourself is just really so important. I had a client once ask me if I could teach them how to be normal. She was an autistic client. I'm an, I'm an autistic coach and hypnotherapist. How can I teach anyone to be normal? What I can do is teach you to embrace being autistic and to lean into it and to be you. But I can't teach you to, how to be normal because I don't know what normal is and I don't care what normal is. What I care about is you being happy and fulfilled and self-determined. And that's all that matters. Okay, that's it for this week. And I will see you next time. Take care of yourself. And peace.